so vain. I'm pretty sure this song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Oh, today is... Wait. Oh, yeah. Saturday, May 22nd. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of this Joe Batanz. I don't know why my watch says today is Saturday, May 22nd. That's really weird. That's bizarre. Um, but... Um, Oh, wait, it says it because today is Saturday, May 22nd. What am I talking about? We're going to talk about it right here on This Joe Batanz, right here on Afterthought Media. Like I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz, and today is Saturday, May 22nd, 2021, the year of our Lord. And we have a lot to talk about today, guys. So much has happened. I don't even know if we're going to get it in to the entire episode. Somehow I managed to think, I managed to think we will. But uh, still, that does not preclude the, uh, the notion that a lot has happened. So let's jump right into it. One of the things, you know, I've tried to be better at it, but then every week I fail. I have a whole Trello set up to track specifically, specifically to track um, what I've, what I'm doing throughout the week uh, when I'm not doing the show. So on the, on my off days, because then what happens, the off days pass and I forget and in fact, right now I just remembered something else from that same day, from Thursday. Thursday was a pretty monumental day, and um, so I uh, I just remembered something else that we need to talk about. And then we have to talk about today, and a lot happened today. So why don't we do this? Why? Because let's focus on today, and then uh, we will. Because Thursday already passed. We will save that for a future episode. I have the post-it right here. It won't go anywhere. Maybe on, maybe nothing will happen on Sunday, and we'll, we'll talk about it on Sunday. So we're going to go a little backwards here. So uh, today I woke up, uh, and um, when I woke up, there was a message from um, Sirius XM Radio, uh, Entertainment Weekly Radio, Channel 105, uh Larry Flick one on one with Larry he hosted the show one on one with Larry Flick a message from him text message saying uh good sat- happy saturday or something like that right and i don't know if i talked about this in the show but Larry Flick moved to Wales he's since um well i think he's technically calling it a sabbatical from Sirius XM radio i think he's retired i don't know what the difference is here but he's on sabbatical from Sirius XM radio but he's moved to Wales. I think even if he goes back to Sirius XM, he's staying in Wales. And uh, he's moved there. And so his, his time change with me is a lot crazier. You know what's really funny? I've never met Larry Flick face-to-face. And I, if we're being honest, I don't know if that will ever happen. I don't imagine a circumstance where I'm in Wales. And uh, he's an old man. So uh, I don't. I don't see in the next... 20 or so years my being anywhere in Wales or him being anywhere near where I am. But if it does, I will make sure and meet him. 
So anyway, uh, I you know I've owed Larry Flick a phone call. There is an element where I really feel like I'm um, doing the Lord's work. I feel like I feel sad. I feel like he's lonely. Now this is me just projecting onto him. Um, but I project onto him, and that's what I do. And so I called him because I've been sort of. It's been hard to get a hold of him because he goes to bed early, and I. Not that I wake up late, but by the time I get my shit together, he's in bed in Wales, you know. And I, uh, I talked to him, and that there was, you know, it. Here's the thing: I was talking about this with Aiden today. I was talking about it with Lori, and I'm going to say the same thing to you that I said to them, which is, I'm going to make a statement. Okay, I'm going to make a statement, and I recognize the irony of what I'm about to say. Or that someone might say, or might mutter under their breath when I say this. Oh, that's rich. Okay. Larry Flick doesn't shut the fuck up. Okay. And so it makes the phone calls difficult. And what I mean though is, I mean, I mean, I do know I talk a lot. That's what I make a living doing. I just don't shut the fuck up. In fact, the fact that I can just gramble on for 20 minutes at a time without stopping and sometimes do it twice in a row, which I might do today, is a testament that I can't shut the fuck up. But I will say that I'm also really great at a dialogue, at a conversation. Yes, sometimes I do cut people off. In fact, I was noticing, I was listening back to today's episode uh, of Drag Race Recap Down Under, and I noticed that I was trying to move the show along, and I didn't pick up on a very clever thing that Nathan said uh, in the show, and I wish I would have paid attention more. I actually think during the show, I'm a pretty good listener, but I I think it was another place yesterday, which you will hear about today. So, uh, so anyway, so when I talk to Larry, I have to realize, I have to prep myself that I'm not going to get a word in edgewise at all during the conversation. You talk to him, and it's literally, he goes, it's a monologue. I mean, anyone who heard the recap shows that he was on, you would realize he just railroads the conversation. And he would stop occasionally to perfunctorily, is that a word, uh, ask me how I was doing, but all I would say is, I'm fine, I'm tired, oh girl, I'm tired. And then that would start a whole other conversation about how tired he is. So it, it really is, like, I felt like the big bopper going like, but, but, uh, that is such a weird old man reference. Anyway, um, oh, text message. Oh my God. Oh, my heart just stopped. It's from Larry Flick. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, he's listening. But it's not, it was him responding to the text message I sent him. I will get back to that in a second. So I spoke to Larry Flick yesterday and for about 40 minutes and then I had to go, but I could tell I was cutting him off. So I said, uh, let's talk later. And then he said, because Eurovision was going to be on and he's going to be texting with friends. Why don't we talk at the same time tomorrow, which is shh, today. So can I have an update today? And, um, so we come home, I have a, a, a brunch, a breakfast brunch with my parents and some coffee and all that jazz. And then at 11 o'clock a.m., I had a scheduled haircut. Now, I just gotten a haircut two or three weeks ago. Um, but I'm going to Seattle. I do know, Ta- uh, not Taylor, Aiden. Uh, we've talked about it. Just He just prefers short hair. And it's just, to me, I don't know. I was very, very torn on my hair because it was a very weird thing. It was a very 
I, I talked about this with Aiden. I could tell he's so young that this conversation not only made no sense to him, but sort of really uh, highlighted the age difference. But I was telling Aiden that I was struggling to cut my hair because I had never grown my hair that long in my life. Okay? It's never been that long in my entire life. And that I actually regret not doing it at a younger age. I actually think it looked cute. I thought it looked weird. The way I would have worn it would have looked weird on a middle-aged man. So I never wore it that way. So I always landed up wearing... 99.9% of the time I wore my hair up. The only time I wore it down was when I went to sleep. So I realized it was silly to keep the curls. But that there was something sad about cutting them off because I knew I would never have that hair for the rest of my life. You know, I I can't see a world as I get older of growing that hair out again. But who knows? Maybe I will. But also, I mean, that was a year. That was a year's worth of work. That was a year's worth of of cutting hair and hair and all that. And so not cutting hair, to be honest with you. So it was difficult to let it go, but I realized it was for the best. It was like, I was going through all this work for the hair. For what? I just wore it up the entire time. So, uh, but it was still difficult. And, um, so I went to get a haircut and I went to go get it cut the way I have it cut now, which is very short. And I had the same hairstylist I like her. Her name's Charisma. You know, she reminds me of a cross between Jennifer Coolidge and, uh, um, why oh, do I always forget her name? You know who I'm talking about. The YouTube person. Trisha Paytas. And, uh, so we're cutting hair. She's cutting my hair yesterday. And, and you know, because of COVID regulations, there's very limited how many people can be in the store at one point in time. She had to make an appointment. So there's this Middle Eastern other hairstylist, and she's Middle Eastern. Her name's Lara. And she is, you know, clean up in between and bringing in another client. Another, a middle-aged, oh no, actually an older, an older Middle Eastern woman. And a young lady walks in. And I guess, I wasn't really paying attention because to me, I'm just getting my hair, I don't give a shit. But I, what I'm telling you is something I learned later. And she wants a haircut as well. Now, by the way, there was one other hairstylist there. So there actually were three hairstylists there, an Asian woman. But Laura, who's book solid uh, today, Saturday, says she will take this client. And my hairstylist, Charisma, tells me, that's because, she whispers it to me, that girl, her mom, she's about 16 or 17, her mom tips like 50 bucks. Okay? So Laura wanted to squeeze her in. Well, this pissed off the older woman that was sitting in the chair and they have a major, major, major fucking fight. Like fisticuffs almost. Like they were going to come to blows. The the, the store gets cleared out except for me because my hair is getting cut and Laura and this woman. You know, I have an app on my watch um, called uh, Record Once and it's a button that I even have on my home screen that if you never need to record audio, I just press a button, boom, audio starts getting recorded. I didn't wear my watch yesterday. I should have worn my fucking watch. And I would have went, bling, and then it would have recorded what was going on. Uh, but I didn't. So uh, they have this major, major fight, fisticuffs. They actually weirdly, it settles down and it's calm. But man, it was a crazy five to ten minutes of like screaming, screaming. Like, world star, 
you know, kind of shit. Like, I thought they were going to start pulling hair and stuff like that. Like, banging on things and just lots of yelling. Uh, but I couldn't understand them. So, Charisma, who is Mexican, I don't know what she was, but she was translating-ish for me because she's heard Laura say these things. I think Laura's the problem. At first, I was uh, against the customer, but I think Laura's the problem because then uh, Laura actually gets her way. When she puts this woman un- under the drying thing or whatever, she goes and cuts this girl's hair. And Laura tells Charisma, Charisma, did you layer her hair? And Charisma, the last time she got it cut, did you layer her hair? Charisma, like, I didn't cut her hair last time. And she's like, yes, you did. And they, they started fighting a little bit. Charisma was like, I don't even get into it with Laura. I just say, I didn't cut her hair last time. You did. I don't know. Charisma said she's going to bring Sage, uh, and, 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 you know, uh, and, um, well, um, let me see. A re- New York Times breaking news. A reversal from global population growth to the first sustained decline in recorded history will have sweeping ramifications around the globe. Yeah, we need fewer people, Thanos. Anyway. So, I hope it keeps declining. So, um, what I was going to say is, uh, that was a crazy event. And then I leave, and I was very, I was very happy with my haircut. She made a mistake, but she was able to mostly cover it up. And ultimately, too, I told her, my hair grows. It'll... It wasn't a big mistake. You can't even tell. So there's that. Then I come home and I have, I already watched the episode. Um, but now using Nami's notes and his references, I write the script. And what's funny is everything happened very quickly, but for some reason it took me right up until recording time. Like I wrote the script, I wrote up my notes, I watched the episode again. I uh, posed questions. I wrote questions this time. I think it's a new thing I'm going to start doing is watching the episode a second time and writing questions for the panelists. And uh, I mean, but, uh, you know, I pre-record the intro, like all that. Like literally I was working really hard right up until recording time, show, show time. And uh, I literally had like five minutes to go downstairs and make some ramen. Cut, and I only made it because it was fast. And, like, I was eating that. If you were listening live, I was eating that while Lori and Nathan were talking. I was the only, I was starving, and that was the only chance I had to get some lunch. So then we start the show. We do Just Between Us Girls. You guys were there for the show. Now, if you, if you weren't there for the live show, it's funny because I say this during Just Between Us Girls, but there's proof in the pudding. If you're not there for the live show, you are missing so much. So much happens during our live shows. So what you missed was, I took it out of the recorded episode, is five minutes into the show, I get a text message from my mother that uh, she's rushing my father to the emergency room because he's uh, severely cut his finger to the point where, my dad hates going to the emergency room. So if it's the point where my mom and dad are going to the emergency room, I know it's bad. But I was in the middle of the show, and, you know, i got to get this show out. I have contractual obligations, and I will give you a peek behind. I was really worried, even though I think you can't tell now, now that I listen back, with some editing and whatnot. Especially for the first few minutes, and I would say up until the break, I wasn't completely present. I was trying. I was really trying to be present. But I also, my parents are terrible communicators. Terrible, terrible, terrible communicators. So they don't give you the whole story. It's just... Going to the emergency room, and the reason, and the reason they were telling me, by the way, was that they were they were waiting for a dishwasher to be delivered, 
and they wanted me to uh, let the person in when they when when the dishwasher was delivered. So I tell Nathan and Lori what's going on on the air, and that I might need to go at a moment's notice to let the people with the dishwashing machine in. So we go to the break. You know, I look at the clock for thirty minutes. I'm because I'm I'm anxiously looking at the thirty minutes because I want to call my mom, find out what the story is, and then. Uh, see how severe it is and then you know adjust from there and so in a you know god was looking out for me because in a weird coincidence so we go to break now usually the break is like a second long you know but in this case i told uh Nathan and Lori, which I feel so sorry for Nathan because we did the episode early because he wanted to be done early so that he could catch his bus to uh, Sydney to go see Hamilton. Now, we still did get him out early, but he could have been out even earlier. And so um, uh, I say, let me go call my mom. Right when we go to break and I put it on mute, the doorbell rings and it's the dishwashing people. So I let them in. I lay drop off the dishwasher, I sign for it, all that. Then I call my mom. She doesn't answer. Instead, my dad answers, which is weird, he's holding the bloody finger. And he's like, tells me that, first of all, his first concern was whether I was there for the dishwashing people, which is bizarre. Then he says that he was trimming the hedges with his electric trimmer and that it sliced his left index finger but he's afraid that started shooting blood this is a very gross conversation I'm going to end it there and um that he just freaked out and so he covered it with a towel and showed my mom and they're like okay let's go to the emergency room and so they were rushing to the emergency room and um but he doesn't know I go how bad is he goes I don't know I didn't want to look uh yeah so um, I finished a show. I have to give myself some credit here. You know, I think we should give ourselves credit as much as I blame myself for things. In that I do not know. I wish he wasn't that worried. My brother and I talked about it later and that we weren't, neither one of us was that worried. Um, and the fact that he was able to talk to me and cared more about the dishwasher, get the dishwasher was important to me too. And so, uh, I finished a show and I immediately, immediately I'm calling my brother. I'm calling my mom. We're figuring out what to do. And so then um, my mom's battery, phone battery was dying. So I decided to drive a battery and an Apple watch to her, my, her Apple watch to her. But by the time I got there, they were already um, finishing up my dad. So I just waited around for a bit. And then we went to my brother's house. And here's the thing is my, when I, got, I got to my brother's house way before my parents did because um they had to get some medicine for my dad, some pain meds. So when my brother, when I was at my brother's house, he was like, what was dad's mood like? I'm like, well, I have no idea. I saw mom and he walked to the car. So when I saw my dad, when he came in, he was very jokey. <laughs> uh, they had they had doped him up with pain meds so it wasn't really hurting him. But he was very jokey and um, in good spirits. So what I've learned before the, the, the show cuts off is... And I'm trying to, to – it's really also hard to explain. I actually also don't know because there seems to be a big fish element to this. I do know he didn't cut any bone. But if – so I do know that happened. But it seems like he sliced off 
all of the flesh on the top of his index finger from, from the first digit, the top of the first digit flesh is gone. I think he's lost his fingernail, but I don't think it was much lower than the flesh. But the but the fingernail is gone. I don't know. I've never seen. I won't see it till it's healed. Um, I know that it, it started hurting him last night, and he took some pain meds. They're not working. But again, I had we had our traditional Sunday brunch. He was in very good spirits. The neighbors, I think the neighbors are still here. They came over. He's joking around, talking to him. My brother called me afterwards. He goes, "I think our neighbor, my parents' neighbor, Alton, is like proud of my dad. Like he sees that as like a like a." A proud wound, you know, like, and so it's like a, a badge of honor to have that wound, and I, I don't think he's wrong. And so uh, by the time I got home yesterday, I talked to Aiden, and then I went to bed soon after. Like I was home around eight. We had dinner. I talked to Aiden, and then there were a little bit of things here and there. I posted the show, and that was it. So when we come back to neck tomorrow, we'll talk about Richard and everything else that happened on Thursday, which is actually before today, right here on this Joe Batanz, right here on Afterthought Media.